guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I'm a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I'm Sam. I'm a powerlifter, podcaster, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we're bringing you a bonus off the clock. I actually don't even know. This, okay. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about because I'm not allowed to read the show notes. I'm not letting you see the show notes. Okay, so today I thought it'd be kind of fun to cover some taboo topics. Like the things that make your butt pucker a little bit when we're talking about it. You know, the unacceptable. The things you don't want to bring up on Thanksgiving dinner. Totally. The Brian. reason it's why I don't get along with my family, all of those topics or what? Disallowed, forbidden. Um, the things that are like, you know, that just really get people going it strikes a nerve we like these moments we do this is our thing you know i do it's a capricorn thing we okay so this is what i did i picked five things and we're gonna pop off and we're gonna talk about these fun taboo topics before we get into that happy nurses week everybody to all the nurses out there we love you guys you know what's Um, funny today's the first day right yes i forgot I'm like too busy being a nurse to even remember that it's nurses week. Yeah. Mm. Someone made a joke about this and I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, beware the professions that involve a whole week of recognition. Yes. <laughs> no, it said if your profession deserves a appreciation week, you don't get paid enough money. Yeah, for sure. Like well, teachers, yeah. we feel you. Anyone in healthcare, doctors, nurses, it's like, be yeah, aware. Doctors are fine. They're fine. You guys get paid enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But then your student loans, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's oh. true. You know, it's, yeah. it's a lot, but we definitely want to send out um, a lot of love. I will be running a bunch of fun things over on Instagram for all the nurses out there. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for all you guys are doing. You know, we love you guys. And happy Teachers Week because they are the same yeah. week. You know what's funny? Oh, I'm it being is. a nurse and then a teacher, but I taught nursing. They still just lumped that shit together. I was mm. like, no, I get, I need separate. two separate gifts. Absolutely. Like, it's like having your birthday on They would give Christmas. us an appreciation gift for being a teacher. And I'm like, but... I, this is a nursing school and I'm also a nurse. I would like two gifts, please. It's like having divorced parents. Like I want two Christmases. Oh, absolutely. So as a teacher and a nurse, I thank you. Please um, Venmo me <laughs> your appreciation <laughs> gifts. I always love those tweets too, where it was like, if I ever answered any of your questions or you asked me to look at a rash, like Venmo me for coffee. Happy <laughs> Nurses Week. <laughs> I'm gonna post Love something for like us. that, or like for people who have to share their birthdays on holidays. You know, absolutely not. You, no, yeah, come January on. January seventh is close enough that people try to like lump it with Christmas, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you better no. not. Absolutely no. not. No, we are not here for that. We are not. Um, okay, and quick update for you guys. We are so excited about this. Okay, so we're going to Iceland, as many of you know, but we updated the dates for yes, Iceland. We did. we did a little thinking on this and Str- strategic. Yes. Dates. So now we are going to be going December 28th through January 4th. So we are doing a New Year's trip to Hell Iceland. Hell yeah. Happy New Year. Woo-hoo. If you're not ringing in the New Year with us, what are you doing with your life? Yes. Yeah. So um, we just thought, okay, first of all, in our heads, a lot of people will actually have that time off. So if you want to bring a spouse or one of your girlfriends or something like that, it might be actually easier to book. I know you're thinking too, like, oh, like we're nurses. We work the holidays or we work in healthcare. We work the holidays. Yeah. Just listen. It's a lot easier to get New Year's Eve off if you just volunteer to work the other ones. Because after this episode, 
if you're anything like me, you're not going to want to see your family on the holidays anyways, because <laughs> last year I tried to skip them because all I do is argue with them about probably half the stuff Tori's going to bring up today. Yeah, so sure. <laughs> if your family's driving you crazy over, yeah. <laughs> over politics and all that other good stuff, work on Christmas, work Thanksgiving, work Thanksgiving yeah. and come to Iceland with us and celebrate the new year's. We're going to see the Northern lights, yep. glaciers, volcanoes, thermal baths. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, hot springs. It's going to be so freaking rad. Yeah. And we have the link in the bio for you guys. We'll also link in the show notes for you guys if you're interested in signing up. So as of right now, you can sign up to receive the email. And once the trip goes live, you will be the first one to know via email when the trip goes live. Um, so sign up there. First eight people get early bird pricing. Yeah. Is it six or eight? I, I always forget because I have dementia. Six. But the first handful of people that register get early word pricing mm -hmm. so you get a discount off the price yeah. and you can make a deposit and then make payments throughout the year and it's not until december so yeah. you can put a little deposit to reserve your spot and then make payments on it mm. right gonna be lit <laughs> lit so okay we're getting into taboo topics today. Okay, so I just want to say this up top too. I personally feel, you know, you guys, this is not new news here. I feel like we really live in this purity culture where it's very heavily religious and the idea of like bad things happen to bad people and good things happen to good people. And I just, you know, in terms of taboo topics here, the ones that we're going to get into, I think it's just really interesting because I'm just the purity culture to me. I'm so over it. I'm so bored. I'm, I just all the politics that are going on right now. We're all sick of it. We're just, you know, here's the thing. We say here's the thing all the time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need like shirts that literally say here's, here's the, the thing. <laughs> on the list. So okay. here, here is the thing. I was raised very Christian, private Christian school my entire life. The first time I went to college and we didn't start class with a prayer request, I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, what? Who's going to take prayer requests? Um, I still identify like as a Christian. I believe in God, but I don't believe personally me organized religion. Right. And regardless of my own, even just religious views, I believe heavily in like separation of church and state. And I think that my religious views don't get to influence politics the same way that like people that are super religious wouldn't want other religions dictating their politics. Mm -hmm. So why do yours get to right. like if we this country, I'm just going to fucking say it. I'm already. I'm I don't even know Let's, go. Let's go. If America people in America would lose their shit if all of a sudden we decided to allow Muslim religion impact and make laws based off of that right and other religions too like i mean there's a multitude of religions i'm just using that as an example because it's obviously been a very divisive religion after 9-11 and people have unfairly attacked right. the muslim community right. so i'm just saying it's like ridiculous of you want to be able to influence politics based on the one religion, set of ideas one right. set of religion ideology but that's why we have the separation of church and state because you would literally lose your minds if we were making laws based off of other religions that weren't yours also and that makes me angry and at the core that's what 
that's our country. Like, and everyone's like, well, we were founded on as a Christian country. That's fine. But separation of church and state has been there since day one. It's right. been there since the beginning. And this is, we're also going to get into this too. We're going to touch on it right now though, because I feel like this is important. Also the separation of church and state and healthcare. Because healthcare policies, and that's one of the topics we're going to talk about today. Oh, Boise. About all these opinions. Okay, so first question and taboo topic. Drugs. Should drugs be legalized? Which ones? Okay. Weed, absolutely. Marijuana, that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I And I've never smoked weed. I have never even tried it. Mm-hmm. I've never taken, like, ed- I've never... I've never. Right. Any any of the things. Yeah. I okay, so this is my thought on it. Anything that's grown naturally, like, you know, weed, THC, absolutely. Also, fun fact, and many of you guys know this here. THC is actually used in many oncology for many oncology patients who lose their appetite. Seizure patients. Seizure patients as well, C B D. I believe strongly actually in the use of medicinal marijuana, and I think it's underutilized in this country as a treatment modality that could actually really help people with a lot of chronic illnesses. So I don't even think that we're utilizing it enough. And recreationally, to sit there and say that alcohol is legal when it can cause liver damage, liver cirrhosis, people are actually dying of alcoholism and drunk driving. I won't even like pull up those statistics, but all of those things. And we're like, yes, this is legal. Cool. And then marijuana isn't. And we're like throwing people in jail, wasting resources of imprisoning people, not to mention through the like legal court system over a plant that you <laughs> yeah. smoke. And I, I don't even, again, I don't even smoke. And I just, I think it's absolutely ludicrous. And I've been to Amsterdam. That's one of what the I was going to say. cleanest cities I've ever been to in the world. And it's like, everything's legalized there. Prostitution, um, obviously marijuana and that was the cleanest big city. And I've been to like Paris, Barcelona, London, obviously a bunch of big cities in the US. Yeah. Cleanest big city I've ever been to. I am a really big fan of legalizing drugs. And here's why. First of all, there's actually a lot of research going into how medicinally using things, different types of um, uh, mind altering things can help with mild depression and you know things like that and I yeah t- like there's mushrooms so many, and yes. microdosing yeah microdosing I'm really fascinated by these things it. I would love to get an expert on who is actually doing research in that field to mm-hmm. really understand from the the brain and all of the neurotransmitters yeah. like what's happening why are people doing this how can this be beneficial for us I also think like you know in terms of safety like why aren't we doing this like we can we can regulate it and if there's more uh research put behind drugs in general or anything paraphernalia that technically we've deemed as horrible if we're putting research behind it and maybe seeing what actually the benefits could be I think it could be really beneficial and I just don't understand the difference of separating alcohol which is probably one of the worst drugs Mm -hmm. and you know and it's the most affordable it's the most one of the most addicting things like why is that any different and i don't know why demonizing i mean just think about like dare right was dare effective for anybody the best was the dare pencil we got when we were little and you'd sharpen it so it would say yeah. do drugs <laughs> <laughs> just do drugs like because it would say like dare don't 
like something kids don't do drugs but if yeah. you like sharpen it low enough it would just have a pencil that said do drugs yeah. I, I was think, immature i don't know you know like, here's the other thing too which i think is interesting is you know they have the safe places for people who are heavily addicted to things like heroin and they have needles. safe plate needles and safe places for people to go and ultimately in Look. my head it's really not our choice to decide for someone what is they can consume and what they can't consume can I be spicy again, please? Because I love what you said. So, and we'll kind of, I think, go into that about judgment in healthcare. But <laughs> again, it's not our place. And here's the biggest argument over the Second Amendment. Is that on our list today? The Second Amendment? Oh, right? it's not, but it should Okay. Be so the Second Amendment, like people that are super pro guns and like, look, my dad has like 9,000 guns. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's yeah. a little sketchy Italian man. We all- <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. But- I'm not even like me as a single woman living alone. I keep meaning to fill out the form to have my dad transfer me a gun. I'm just too ADHD and lazy and haven't done it. But I took a gun safety class with the intent of taking one of my dad's guns because living alone, I've had some times where people have almost broken into my apartment in the last couple of years. And it's been very terrifying as a female living alone and fuck around and find out. I dare you to break in my house. I will shoot you in the face. (laughs) But... I believe in gun safety laws and tightening that up. But the biggest thing about the, you know, pro gun people are like, it's our second amendment, right? And they're trying to get rid of guns. And even if you make gun laws more strict, there's still going to be gun violence. Or even if you ban guns, there's still going to be gun violence. Cool. Let's take your same argument, my friends. And just because drugs are legal doesn't, hasn't stopped a drug problem at all. Right. So might have made, it's making, making it worse. Making it illegal it it worse. is just making it unsafer. Right. It's not making something legal isn't promoting its use. It's just making it safer. And in a country that's so money hungry, if you could actually sell things and tax them. And like, I think Colorado's economy like was bussing <laughs> once they legalized marijuana. Well, okay. Also something else that I think is really interesting. Someone brought this up on, a, on another podcast. I can't remember, but essentially the idea of when you restrict something that is so, that offers so much reward when you consume it or do it, if you're restricting it, when someone actually does it, it will actually cause more of a euphoric feeling or doing it's like the idea of not having sugar in your house. And then the kid goes to their friend's house who has sugar and all these things and they get it. And then all of a sudden it's like, bah, I want to have all these things, dude. It's like, look at us versus Amsterdam, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're so chill. Yeah. Dude. I had a fake ID when I was 19 going to bars and clubs at 19 so much fun when I was 21 I was like oh this is lame yeah it wasn't as cool because I was allowed (laughs) to be there I was like oh this is dumb (laughs) yeah you know and in terms of addiction I think that's a whole nother line but I think actually this might help addiction in general because it makes it a lot less taboo more regulated we have more understanding how about you use the money you make in taxes off of that and have it actually go to mental health care yeah there's a thought I don't know someone called me a crazy batshit crazy liberal this week and I'm like fine if being if that's what you want to call me I don't care because (laughs) that is my view I think that we're criminalizing things that don't make sense Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. and isn't helping yeah okay next one death and dying should people have the right to die yes absolutely I agree I'm pro euthanasia obviously think like it needs to be regulated and blah 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 but like that's legal in Oregon yeah and I think it sucks if I was suffering like we are kinder to our dogs like Rambo and Moses are gonna live forever 
obviously. <laughs> we know this. But if I had a dog that wasn't Rambo or Moses, because we're not talking about them, and they were suffering, like we go and we take them to the bed and we euthanize them because that's the humane thing to do. But we're like, nope, let's let this human who has Suffer. no quality of life that has already said, like, I'm not trying to treat my whatever incurable disease anymore. And I want to just go on my terms when I'm still feeling good. I don't want to just spend the last few days. And if you do want to, you can't, it's not like we're forcing you to kill people, right. but if you know that you have an incurable disease that yeah, is, absolutely. and you are suffering, why is it okay to humanely put down your dog and then just let this human I actually miserable until their last breath. What one? It's just kind of interesting. My parents have a good friend who moved to, I believe, New Mexico. Don't quote me on this because she is in the this exact situation where she has a terminal illness and she's at a point where she's just over it. And that's one of the only states, I believe, that allows that. And so she's literally moving there to have that as an opportunity. I just think I agree. I don't think that. We don't have, again, it's someone's life. It's their decision. If they're in that place where they are so, they cannot, they don't want to do this anymore. Why are we going to stop them for our own, our own selfish reasons? Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's right. I think someone should have the right if that's what they want. And we should be able to do it humanely. You shouldn't have to be able to put your gun to your head just to do it. Like you should, as medical professionals, like we have so many ways we can help ease someone's life or help ease that process. Why is that so taboo? Why is that something we can't allow for people in and general? we're not meant to live forever. Yeah. Like there is a cycle of life. You are born, you live, and then you die. But if you're truly suffering, yeah. why do you have to extend that out? Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Sex and sex work. Should sex work be legalized? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Everything. Let me just open up my own country. Yeah. Um, again, as someone who's been to Amsterdam and saw where it was legalized in an appropriate way. Yeah. Listen, again, with the gun argument, like, ban guns. They're still going to get them. Ban sex work. There's still sex work happening. Right. But again, we're throwing people in jail, mostly women who often, honestly, because they don't even have a safe avenue to work for themselves, are being pimped out or sex trafficked and not actually getting their own money for it. And they're getting abused, getting exposed to diseases, illnesses, getting murdered and all this stuff. It's like when you could make it legal, make it safe, require testing, require put health screening proof of insurance other things there's so many ways you can do this absolutely and protection so they're not get climbing in someone's car and being killed by a serial killer yeah like, and, and then it starts becoming something where you're regulating it based on age appropriateness species appropriateness you know there's a lot of things that you consider in this type of work and i feel like for women specifically because obviously this is a heavily women-based type of of line of work I think we should. Why not? Why not allow women? And I think this is why OnlyFans, OnlyFans, I'm, I'm a big fan of this situation. You know, if someone wants to be able to do that, I'll separate OnlyFans from like true, like, well, it is not all OnlyFans is sex work, but if you want to truly right. do like sex work, sex work, I think like an that, escort, like a high, be, high end escort. Where, and I think it should be, it would be safer because again, it's not going to stop anyways. It's already happening. It's happening yeah. right now. Yep. So why don't we make it safer and protect the people in that industry? Especially because it's, again, usually 
marginalized communities that are the ones usually more at risk. I actually don't know. Like, okay, are high-end escorts legal? No. Technically, at the end of the day. But it's not that. It is because they're not like, I'm not, okay, you got in my car, you gave me a blowjob, here's 40 bucks. It's like, oh, I took them on this date and we went out and we did this and I'm giving them, like, so it, it, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it's not, but it's like not so transactional it's in that sense it's like having a sugar daddy right it was interesting because I just listened to another podcast talking on a couple who hired a higher end high-end escort as to do a threesome with hire me (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta pay for this eye surgery and they like loved it they were saying it's like literally a thousand dollars an hour first of all that is crazy and so if I do 10 of those I can pay for my eye surgery I'm just kidding (laughs) Kidding, kidding. Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly. kidding. Um, but I just thought it was so interesting. And, you know, I just thought that was a really interesting thing where we're not talking about it. But again, so many people are doing this. Exactly. So why isn't something that we can introduce and safely regulate and, you know, stop getting around the, the bush with this? Thing you said, why are we pretending like these things aren't happening? Right. Just because they're happening underground and With, off the radar okay. doesn't mean it's not happening. So why are why don't we do it? Why don't we be open, honest, and make things safer? Right. And then as far as OnlyFans go, get your bag. <laughs> like, I am like every day one like enter on my computer away from making like yeah, an OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like you're like let's I, just I support those. do it. I know someone she's making like thirty a month. I'm like get your money. Like it's yeah. your body. Like I'm posting thirst traps for free. <laughs> on my stories like shit i also think it would help crack down on the inappropriate things that are happening because we all know the seedy gross people that are sitting that back you know these keyboard warriors with kids and take your power back from the porn industry because if you are in the industry it's a little bit regulated but at the end of the day who's making the most money it's a porn is a billion dollar industry and it is not the people that are actually showing up on your screens that are making the most money from it so i'm like to me, anyone that can take their power and make their own money, I applaud you. I agree. I support it. Okay, next one. Should personal beliefs dictate laws and political decisions? I think we already kind of touched on We kind of touched that. on so this already. Absolutely not. Again, even though I believe in God and align with some of those values, even though I know a lot of people think I'm like this crazy liberal. I am. That's fine. But I don't think that's separation and church of state at the end of the day yeah okay and this is like my food for thought on it i a lot of the laws and regulations that we have are truly based in like what's right and wrong like morally right but it's a tricky it's a fine line that you start going down when you say we're gonna stop this or do this based on someone's personal belief of something so it's it's very it's a fine line i do i think that obviously we have rules and regulations in place for certain reasons for and a lot of them are morally based should you kill someone no should you know so there's a lot of things that we have to consider but of course i just think using personal beliefs when it gets into religious standpoints on morals that's where it starts becoming really tricky and really a balance here's my problem with the supreme court thing is like is that your next question? Yeah, the next one is okay. going to be like, abortion. Should abortion be nationally legalized? Nationally. Yes. Absolutely. Well, it's like it's already there and it's been there for 50 years. Like Roe v. Wade set that legal precedence and overturning it. The My problem with the court, Supreme Court people, and obviously it hasn't happened. Right. And hopefully it does not. 
But the people in those preliminary votes that were in favor of overturning it, to me as a judge, I'm like, are you making these as you're, I don't feel like you're upholding your job as a true judge because you're making these positions based on your political and religious affiliations and not actually a law. This isn't the first time it's coming up. Right. You're looking at something that was already established as law. And now to overturn it, I think you're relying on political and religious ideology and you're not doing your job as a Supreme Court justice of truly just looking at the constitution and the law as intended as your job. And that's, that angers me. So essentially, cause a lot of people were arguing, well, this wouldn't change the fact that they can still, you know, have each state will basically have regulation over their, each of that, that decision force. It's a state-based thing versus a federally, um, mandated or, you know, political law. Right. So here's the problem with that. The problem with that is a lot of states are heavily based in laws that are based on religious beliefs. And the irony of this is a lot of the states that do that have the highest abortion rates. So what that's going to do is it's going to marginalize not only that community, but it's also going to offset and put a lot of stress on the states who are going to actually say, yes, we support this in a safe environment for our OBs to make that decision between their patients and provider. And it's going to put more stress on them because guess what? All those people in those states seeking abortions are going to go and try and seek abortions in those states. The ones that can afford it. Exactly. And this, so many people I was looking at the map of the states that would be abortion would be illegal in. And some of those states, their neighboring states are also illegal. They would have to travel several states over pretty far and wide That is very, people already struggle with the expense of covering an abortion in general. And then now to travel out of state for that. And then it still might even like in Texas, it's technically like illegal to go out of state for it also, which is like absurd. So it's like, I just, there's going to be so many disenfranchised people from this. Well, the irony too is, you know, statistically speaking, one in four women typically seek an abortion at some point in their life. And I can name more than four people I know. Absolutely. Abortion. As could I. And the irony about this is all these politicians who are voting on this, it's a little ironic because in my head, I'm like, one of you is going to have a niece, a daughter, someone down the line that's going to be in this situation. And guess what? You are the one that's going to be preventing them from making that decision for themselves, which I think is crazy. Also, I want to say this. Let's hypothetically say that men from the beginning of time could have children and get pregnant. You absolutely know that this would have been legal from day one if men could carry children. Absolutely. There's no question. It would be, if if it was a man, it'd be like, no one's going to tell me what to do with my body. I laugh even at the idea of trying to tell a man, nope, you need to grow a human for 40 weeks, push it out, and then you can't take off work and you have to do like. Yeah. If the roles were reversed, yeah. I just it's laughable. Yeah. Also, the idea here is like be consistent with what you're outlawing. You know, you can't be hypocritical and say we're not going to do abortions but then also not have support for people and, you know, provide right education and start, you know, this whole tangent of the foster system and adoption and how hard that process is. We have enough problems with 
children currently yeah. in our system. I've already popped off on my IG stories about it, but I'm someone who worked with foster children. While I was in nursing school, I worked at a group home for teenage girls. And then I worked at the kind of um, the same one, but for just all boys. And I would work at both sites and it's appalling to me, our system and how underserved those children are. And it's like, they're set up for failure yeah. to be like 18. Good luck kid. And can we, ha- you know, I think the focus really being, we really should start focusing on those resources, those support, that education, um, making things accessible to women, having safe, safe healthcare accessible to all women. And I think that's a big point of it too. And I think what the hard part is, is because this post that I made this last week, you guys, and the whole inspired huh. of this thing really popped off. And the amount of, of comments I've gotten from specifically, I'm going to say this, the white male with the Christian Psalms something in their bio coming in and dropping heat on this situation on basically accusing women of being you know um loose or that women are making the decision you sh- you made the decision to spread your leg I'm sorry but where is the the accountability on men yeah also how many what's the statistics on sexual assault yeah it's like one in three women or one in four women are sexually assaulted. I think it's one in three. Also, you know, unpopular opinion. I really don't think this is something that pe- penis owners specifically should be really weighing in on. I really don't. I think what you should, what men should be weighing on, in on is the bigger picture. How are we supporting women? How are we doing what's right by our families? How can I be a better father? How can we be have better role models? How can we per- protect and support women more? I love those it's conversations. It's not about that. It's about controlling but women. Exactly. The, the root of this particular issue is women's right to choose reproductive health and what's right for them. And it's between a patient and a provider and our beliefs. You can believe anything you want, right? You can have all these beliefs in the world of when life starts and you can have all these things and you can say what's right and wrong in your own head, but you're not the patient. And until you're in that position, I don't think it's something you should be weighing in on. I also don't think don't sit there and be like, I'm so pro-life and I need to save these babies and all that. Because once that baby's born, you don't give a flying fuck what happens to them, especially if they turn out gay or trans. Like in the state of Florida, (laughs) it's like now you can't even say gay. Yeah. (laughs) Like you don't want to provide these kids with sex education so they don't end up becoming teen parents themselves and continuing that cycle. Yeah. It's like we're not providing accurate sex education, but we also don't want to have access to abortion. So it's like, don't teach them how to be safer, how to prevent pregnancy. And then now they have to stuck and be a teen mom. Also, you know, the reason for abortions is so large. You know, you, you go from anything from um, contraceptive that didn't work. You have congenital anomalies. You have it, rape, incest. You have life circumstances. You have congenital anomalies. You have um, babies. mom's health. Right. Lots of things that affect mom's health, the safety of the woman. So also, it's just sometimes none of your business. There's that. It's like maybe you truly just don't want to be a mom. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's your choice. You know, and I think a lot of this in terms of people will also speak to this, the timing of abortion, right? Ideally, anything before 20 weeks, truly, if a baby is prior 20 weeks, that's technically it's not viable anyway, in terms of survivability, right? Mm-hmm. Outside I mean, that's of the why womb. we do your anatomy scan at 20 weeks. Anyways, things are developed enough that we should be able to see pretty crystal clear. Like, do you have right. a 
a viable right like fetus or do you have congenital anomalies that are not compatible with life right and i do but at 20 I, weeks you cannot survive outside of the womb right as a NICU nurse yeah for sure and you know something that i will speak to say and i don't i'm not as familiar with is more the idea of the late-term abortions i do have a feel i have a feel a certain way about that but that's my own personal opinion but also you know i don't see a lot of those happening no, and in the late, that, there's like a percentage and i maybe we should have done our homework and pulled up the statistics yeah. but it's like a very low like, like one like less than one percent is like late term abortion or it's very don't quote me it's a very small percentage and then like almost all of those are due to medical reasons there's not like late term abortions because i just changed my mind also (laughs) you know i think in ob's could speak to this much more but i would say most ob's are making these decisions with their patients and they're trying to do right by the mom and the baby. And I think we're just really undermining that about how important it is to really trust and support women in their decision and also the providers mm-hmm. who are helping them and supporting them. And we should have safe reproductive help in healthcare. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I was getting really frustrated by all of the, I, and I was, this is what we were going to end on really quick is the idea of with social media and, you know, of course, we like touching on hot topics. And I think a lot of these things are great things we should be talking about. But also the idea with social media of um, it's our house and you're allowing someone into your house. Mm-hmm. And I am heavily regulating, deleting, blocking a lot of comments on there because they are rude. A lot of them come from misinformation. A lot of them come from a perspective that I feel like is completely irrelevant from a man who's never been in this situation or known someone personally, or they probably know someone that's got an abortion, but they don't actually know it because Mm -hmm. a lot of women don't want to talk about that. Most people don't. And you know, I had a lot, my DMs were blown up because I've been popping off all week, but I had someone approach me, DM me and say, I'm challenging this meme that, or this thing I had posted because, and she gave me all her reasons and then said, I, like yourself, I'm a professional and I would enjoy a logical conversation with you. Thank you for serving as a nurse for so many years. I appreciated it. She doesn't agree with me. I, I don't agree with her. We went back and forth. She still doesn't agree with me. I still don't agree with her, but it was very respectful. Love that. And we were able to talk about it in a professional way. And then I've had someone else like DM me, just calling me all these crazy names and telling me I'm yeah. batshit Everything crazy. under the sun. And then said the comments that... You don't belong in healthcare. You should be ashamed to be in healthcare and you don't belong in healthcare. Oh and this God. was a fellow nurse. I don't think you belong in healthcare because your personal judgments on patients. So we're treating the homeless. We're treating the mentally ill. We are treating drug addicts, alcoholics, people that are. I have to take care of children that have been abused and their parents are sitting at their bedside and I have to still take care of their child with that parent right there. Do I want to look at that parent and tell them, fuck you, you're a piece of shit? Yes. Do I? (laughs) No, because I have to take all of my own personal thoughts. And we see a lot of crazy situations in the NICU where we could pass a lot of judgment and we don't because it's not our place because we go into healthcare saying it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what your history is. I'm going to take care of every single patient the exact same way. And I'm going to treat all my patients regardless of race, color, religion, um, like background level of income, 
gender identity. I don't care. I do not care your sexual orientation. You are all going to be treated the same by me if you are in my care. And those are the people that should be working in healthcare, not those that are going to bring their own political and religious beliefs and judge their patients. And that's why we have racial inequality in healthcare. That's why we have gender inequality and especially with our LGBTQ community. And that's why we have all these problems in healthcare because we need to leave those biases at the door. If you're taking care of patients, you should be treating them the same across the board or get out of healthcare. Well, and I think it's also, you know, obviously a lot of these topics cause a lot of, you know, very strong emotions. It's okay to to disagree on it. I think that's great. I think that's a great discourse to have. You don't have to like abortion. You can hate abortion all you want. You can hate other people's personal lifestyles yep. all you want. Mm-hmm. But if you're in healthcare, you're there to take care of them no matter the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, you know, and I do, the interesting part about this too, and I want to touch on this really quick before we head out, is um, a couple of the comments I actually got in on that were actually from men who were in situations where their wives were trying so hard to have kids and they just can't wrap their head around that situation. And I appreciate that. I actually really appreciate Mm -hmm. a lot of the men out there that are in favor of this because they want to value life and they want it right. But at the end of the day, truly, when I mean this, it is the woman's decision on her body and reproductive health. And that is between her and her provider and the whole idea of, well, I made the baby too. It's my right. And all these things like, well, then that's between you two and your partnership. And these are things that you, you know, there's just, this goes down a rabbit hole, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I just strongly feel that we need to support women in their decision, whatever that is. And it's between them and their provider, regardless of your beliefs. Boom. Boom. It's just bottom line. All right. We love you guys. End of scene. End of scene. Okay, you guys, make sure you check out um, our link there in the bio and in our stories for Iceland. Come join us. We are so excited. There's still a few spots left for Bali in April, which is going to be a blast. It's going to be a whole different type of trip. Beach vibes. Absolutely. Dranks. And make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can check all the goodies out there in the bio. And if you download, subscribe, rate, and review, we appreciate it. As always, drop your IG handle in your review, and we will send you a little goodie bag of stickers and other fun things. Yes, and I will be sending those out in a couple weeks, just so you guys know. So um, we're collecting addresses, as we say. And we love you guys. Thank you so much. And follow us on our IG. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.